Snoop Dogg, Pam Greer, and a dog that shoots maggots out of its mouth. We're talking about bones, and it was horrifying. Welcome to So Horrified, the show where we talk about scary movies that are horrifying for all the wrong reasons. We're your hosts, Sadie. And Matt. And this week we're talking about Bones. Bones. Not the TV show. Not not David Boreanaz's vehicle. I love him, BT dubs. But no, believe me, I know. I will never live up to him. He's... He's adorable. But yeah, no, not that Bones, a different Bones, but yeah, Snoop Dogg Bones. <laughs> Snoop Doggy Dog Bones. Yeah, not Zoe Deschanel's sister's show. <laughs> <laughs> the other Deschanel. Uh, but before we get into that, should we talk about something good? Yeah, uh, you go first. That makes me think you haven't thought about this yet, but okay. So I'll start with, I've been watching a lot of documentaries this week, just, you know, I think it's important and especially with Juneteenth and everything to educate ourselves. And so I've been watching a lot of documentaries and I just watched the other day 13th on Netflix and it's amazing and just amazing and horrifying at the same time. Super sad. and Right. But I highly recommend it to anyone out there. Because it just, it's, it's hard to sit through and watch, but it's something that so many of us need to sit through and watch. Yes. Especially white people. (laughs) Yeah, no, it definitely, it gives you a good base of knowledge if you don't have one about some of the, the struggles and hardships that people of color in general, but specifically black people in this movie have been going through since the birth of our country. Yeah, I mean, since it really starts with I mean, yeah, because they talk about slavery and stuff, because it's talking about the 13th Amendment. and outlawed slavery, unless you're in prison. Except for prison. So it basically right. kept slavery legal in a different avenue. So it talks a lot about just the legal system and the justice system and mass incarceration and things like that. And uh, it just, it's it's very important and relevant to our times. Yeah. My as was this film. <laughs> not nearly as important or relevant. Oh, all right. Times. Let's hear it. Um, but I was, uh, after we watched this Bones movie on the Tubi TV app, I was scrolling through to see what other like terrible movies they have. And I put one on called uh, Battle of Los Angeles that came out about the same time that that Battle colon Los Angeles with Aaron Eckhart and all of them. Oh, this so is, this is a different this one. This is not that. This is the like sci-fi channel version of that starring... Kel Mitchell. <laughs> Who is that? Keenan and Kel. Kel. Oh, I just know him as Kel. Yeah. So it's like a <laughs> I didn't even know he had a last name. Fighting this alien invasion, and it nice. is pretty bad. It's not a horror movie, so it wouldn't really work for the purposes of this show. But right. if you want a good uh, bad movie, chuckle, yeah, it's the the effects are like 1980s level bad. Yeah. Yeah. And everything else is not any better. But yeah, go check that one out if you want to. It's pretty ridiculous. Yeah. Obviously, bad horror movies are my favorite of the bad movie realm. But I like bad, uh, like, adventure movies, yeah, like, like action movies, action, too, and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Those are fun. <laughs> yeah. I think this was on the Sci-Fi Channel. It's one of those, The Asylum is the name of the movie company that makes oh, like, Sharknado and yeah, all that yeah, shit. Yeah. 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 It's one of those. So, th- if that gives you an idea of the quality. <laughs> Of course, they made like, you know, 12 Sharknados or something like that. So I guess, you know, they work for some people. They did not make their own version of this movie, however. (laughs) Uh, So I guess let's start talking about Bones. Yeah. So I have to confess right off the bat. I really like this movie. I thought it was pretty good. Oh my too. god, really? Okay, yeah. I'm glad. I'm so glad. I was, I was pretty thoroughly entertained. It knew exactly what it was, which is good right. in a movie like this, and it leaned into it, which is always a good thing. Right. And it was There were still some things that I, you know, probably would have done differently, but yeah, overall like it it was super fun. Right. Yeah, I had a lot of fun with it, and I just I don't know. I was really I was really excited. I was into it. Snoop Dogg did not do a bad job acting at all. I mean, <laughs> he I mean, did a great job acting, but he's good at right. like looking and acting menacing. 
yes. which is basically all they need him to do in this. And so right. yeah, he does it as, as well as you, you would expect a rapper turned actor to do. Right. Not as good as Ice T or Ice Cube would have done. <laughs> right. One of the reasons why we wanted to pick this movie is because it's a black led film. Like, I mean, the majority of the main characters are black. And I love that it was very, like, it talked about important issues to black people and as well as the, you know, to the neighborhoods and and things like that. Gentrification. And, right. Yeah, letting certain neighborhoods just go to hell and nobody cares about them anymore. Right. It was great in that way um, that they just worked it in very naturally, that it was just, it didn't seem out of place or odd. It was, you know, it was just, I mean, that's obviously part of the story of why they picked this building in this rundown neighborhood that used to be thriving yeah. um, before this, you know, Dirty Cop and Kingpin took over and killed Bones and everything. Well, and I think a lot of that has to do with uh, the director, Ernest Dickerson, is like a, I don't want to say like a protege, but somebody that worked a lot with Spike Lee. Oh, was his wow. cinematographer on a lot of movies. I didn't know that. Um, I wrote him down. He did She's Gotta Have It, Do the Right Thing, Mo Better Blues, School Days, Jungle Fever, Malcolm X. Holy shit. Um, That's and so, a lot. Well, because I, as I was watching, I was like, this looks like a Spike Lee movie. Yeah. And, like the angles that they pick and the colors and like the real extreme close-ups and yeah. stuff like that. And so I, I looked it up and yeah, he was his cinematographer for a long time and then kind of branched out and did his own thing. That actually does make a lot of sense. Is to how he captures that thing that's so defining of Spike, a lot of Spike Lee's work of how it just very naturally it talks can, about important yeah, issues. It weaves in that without you even realizing it, it half like the time. Just a part right, of the story. Yeah. right. That it's yeah, it's just all natural. It was really, it was um, very well done with that, and that those those moments when they were talking about those things didn't feel like a sudden shift in tone, even though they were more serious. It was, it seemed natural and normal to have the main character, um, whose name just suddenly escapes me. Oh my gosh. Me as well. <laughs> Don't worry about I know, that. I can't think, I'm like, I'm, I'm remembering people shouting it out, but now I can't think of it. But have him sitting there talking about race with his father going in the same movie as where Snoop Dogg is walking around with two you know, severed heads that are talking to each other, yeah. you know, it's just, yeah. it works. Somehow that works. Yeah, it definitely does. It It's very good. I did think it was odd that in their family, they appear to have uh, a black dad and a white mom, and then just two black kids and one white kid. And I'm like, I don't think that's how that works when you have children. <laughs> I will say, I noticed that too, just because the, the, I mean, I get having, you know, I mean, even within families with two black parents, you, you can have different shades, you know, right. within one family. So the two brothers, that seemed very natural. One seemed like a lighter tone than the other, but that the girl who was very clearly just white. Just like a redheaded white girl. <laughs> Very white. Yeah, maybe she's adopted and they just don't talk about it. Incredibly pale. Well, that's what I kept thinking is that they were going to allude to it being like a step sibling kind of situation, but they never, they're like, that's my sister. Well, or I they'll mean, be like, go cool, tell like, mom. You know, maybe they don't need to explain all that. Like, this is just our family and that's what we are. Yeah. But I, I was distracted if- by that. I was like, wait a second. I didn't realize that they were all brothers and sisters at first. Or not all of them. The one guy's not, but. Three of them are siblings. right. Maurice, that's the name I remember. Was not yes. Yeah, he is. What? Did, how did he describe himself? Oh, he said something towards the end with that when the dog was like the girl or whatever, and he was like, "You got a appreciation for culture because." I'm about to bring all of them to you because yeah, he, he was. He said he was post-racial. Man, yeah. he's yeah. Well, and the girl, he's she, the future. I wrote down that I feel like the the girl, the sister. Probably during this time period, got called in on a lot of auditions looking for a Tara Reed type. <laughs> yes, she is just that's like accurate, a and she's been in a few Reed. things from that era. I've seen yeah. her in a few things, but it was just yeah, that did strike me as odd. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> one thing that I thought was oh, that's right. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I was just going to say the dirty cop called to when he was talking to the dad of those. He said it. 
he called them their his rainbow coalition because of all the different shades of his family. Like a Benetton ad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so what I was gonna, I, I thought it was very funny. The first time we see Snoop Dogg, like in the beginning in his little, not the cold open, because the cold open is those two kids getting killed. Right. But, uh, and I have thoughts on them later, but uh, yeah, I thought same. it was funny that, that Snoop Dogg pulls up listening to a Snoop Dogg song. But yeah, but it's not like him rapping. It's like a weird. He's doing like a seventies like funk singer, but he cannot sing. Oh my god, I loved it. Are <laughs> it you was, kidding me? I oh, loved it. Was it was a jam, but like I was like, what is this song? <laughs> I've never heard this before. But yeah, he's pulled up to the block just listening to himself really loud on the radio. Yes, which is what I imagine Snoop Dogg would do. So I don't know if that if he was listening to Jimmy Bones, or if he just, right, or if it just, just happened to be music in this world that sounds exactly like him. Right. Yeah, I don't know. They don't ever address that either. I like to think he's listening to Jimmy Bones because <laughs> the, that makes like me happy. Slash neighborhood champion slash multi platinum recording artist. Right. Was he a pimp? I mean, he's sure dressed like one and acted like one if he wasn't one. I mean, acted like one, except, I mean, acted like the stereotype of what we think a pimp would look like. But really, in reality, a pimp. The way they would act is by having prostitutes that they sell out and they usually abuse and hurt and things like that. And we didn't see him do any of that. That's true. That is true. But he was <laughs> he, some kind of crime kingpin. Yeah. The, what they what it sounded like he was doing, because I kept trying to figure out what it was, because he kept, you know, he was, seemed like he was giving back to the neighborhood. You would see him give money to kids and stuff like that. I'm guessing he was just the neighborhood drug dealer. No. Because come to him with the crack rocks, and he didn't want to sell that. Yeah, so that's when I found out, is the conversation when they come and try to get him to start selling drugs, and he's like, no, like, I'm not doing that in my neighborhood. I'm no. not getting I thought he just specifically didn't want to sell crack. He's like, I'll sell weed and, and you know, blow and shit all day. No, they were talking about lottery tickets that he was doing some kind of, I guess their state didn't have a lottery yet. And so he was running some kind of thing where he go buy lottery tickets from for people from a different state and sell them to people at a higher price. And he was, and because oh. they were like, because that's what they were talking about. Lotto trafficking. Yes, because they were talking about like the, you know, it's a great scam because, you know, People never win, so it's not like you have to pay out or anything. Like, you know, you just keep making more money. And like, although I'm like, if they won, they wouldn't. I don't know. If they win the lottery from whatever state. Right. That's what I was thinking. I mean, it is a pretty brilliant scam. I don't know. But yeah. But that's what I got from that conversation, at least. Because I was like, why are they talking about lottery tickets at first? And then the guy started to, he was like, what keeps people buying the lottery tickets? And he's like, money. And the guy goes, no, it's the high, because they get high from it. We're just trying to sell a different kind of high. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. See, I thought he was, like, he sold other shit and just didn't want to move into the crack business. That's what I had thought at first, but then during that conversation, that's when I kind of was like, oh, okay, no. Yeah. It seems like it's some kind of lottery scam, and um, he's very anti-bringing these especially like crack into his neighborhood which i'm sure he'd heard has destroyed many neighborhoods yeah and destroyed many people's lives and he didn't want to do that and so yeah i don't know he's a man of the people for sure he is i liked his character (laughs) (laughs) i did yeah i like most of the characters in this to be honest like yeah pam greer was great yeah, um, she was awesome. And like you kind of, you believe their relationship, I suppose, and, and you know. I don't know how they made her look so young in yeah. the opening. Yeah. I mean like in the flashbacks. Yeah. Like, I think the big sunglasses and the afro and everything kind of helped Helps. hide some yeah. of her. But yeah, she looked like 70s Pam Green. Right. Again. That's what I was thinking. That and then yeah, I don't know. They did a great job. <laughs> Which is good because uh, the cop guy, his age transition oh my God, was, was a little hard. Horrible. He had the worst it facial prosthetic so I've ever seen. Bad. It was if so you bad. Could see the lines yes. of where it was attached to his face, and like the makeup wasn't the same color as his actual skin. It was horrendous. Well, and so I didn't notice, I guess, in the in, at first that 
like I, I noticed that it was a prosthetic, and I could not figure out why they gave this. Me guy. either. So until like, the just hire either a fatter actor or just let him look like himself. Right. Why do we need this? But it's that was the way that they aged him up. But they could have just like put some gray in his temples or something. Yeah, like they that. That, that was definitely could choice. have done other things to age him more instead of yeah, like what it seemed. Yeah, what they did, which was just horrible makeup and stuff yeah because most of the other people like pam greer looks different you know from the past to the present the other guy eddie or whatever the other guy that gets killed he looks exactly the same in the 80s and in the 2000s or whenever right it's just like his hairstyle changes and he's wearing i yeah. feel like he wasn't wearing glasses well, his hairstyle in the didn't 70s. Even really change he just had the little hair net on in the future and didn't have it on in the past Oh, yeah, sorry. I was thinking of the different... The, the, dad. the dad. His hairstyle changes a little bit. But and, yeah, everybody else, they yeah. just kind of change their hair. But for some reason, with the god, they guy, had to put this god-awful yeah. makeup on him. Yeah, I didn't understand that either. I didn't understand in when we first meet Snoop Dogg and that you see his little interaction with Pam Greer. He says to her, she says something about his hands because she's looking at the lines on his hands because she's like a palm reader. Right. And he said, these hands are going to be stroking your neck tonight. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> Is that something women want to hear? <laughs> stroking your neck. Honestly, that sounds kind of ominous and threatening. <laughs> like, yeah, it almost sounds like he's going to choke. It's a little bit death. worrisome. A little bit worrisome, for real. Okay, so let's talk about the beginning with the cold, like the cold open with the two and the white frat boys. Who, first of all, pull up into this neighborhood with that ridiculous car that, like, a Dodge Viper. First of all, if you are trying to go buy drugs yeah. in a neighborhood to be incognito in a terrible neighborhood so don't bring show a up sixty thousand dollars exactly <laughs> just and ridiculous just leave right like, leave it and walk around and then i also didn't understand how the drug dealers like the directions they gave him or that they gave those two guys did not seem as specific as they would really need to be well, i don't get why they told him where the drugs were at all like they told him go around the corner and there's a loose brick on this building and that's where your drugs are and when they go to get the drugs they steal their car but if all they wanted was to steal the car why not just tell them go five blocks this way and take a left and send them off on a fucking errand and then you don't lose drugs and you get a car and you have their money because that was not their original intention oh okay i don't believe they decided to steal the car in the heat of the moment i no. i think once well now i don't know I feel like they they lured them. That's there to what steal I the thought car. at first, but like the guys were already in the house, so like they had taken longer than they would need to. I felt like it was because they'd been gone longer or something, but I don't know. But the drugs were there in that loose brick of the house, so it's like okay, so they are. I don't know. Yeah, it's just... That like part a, was a little a, confusing. A not very well thought out. Scam. I mean, the guys aren't supposed to be super smart because they kind of get admonished right. by their boss for stealing that car, but... Yeah. Right, especially after the guys ended up... Dead. Yeah, di- yeah then... Well, and so the guys, they duck into this house because the cops show up after they pick up the drugs. And then the cops kind of like shine their flashlights in and leave. And then they just are like, let's hang out in this house. This creepy ass old abandoned right. house. Right. They're just for- like walking around yeah, let's explore. and explore. No, it's get like, the fuck out of no. there. No, why would you, you want to be in this super place? Nice car. Right. Out on the street. Get out of here. You heard what definitely sounded like a car getting broken into. Yeah. Like when they first pulled up, they were terrified of being in that neighborhood and but then right. they're just like, "We'll just chill." Yeah. And then the they see the dog that has its own set of problems i didn't really understand the dog i but um, didn't either to be honest so the guy across the street with the rifle is like get the fuck away from there get out of there and he's pointing like he's got a gun in his hand it's telling them mm-hmm. to get away from the house and they're like nah you're crazy and it's like are you crazy right get the fuck out of there even if he is nuts he's holding a gun and telling you to do something right. do it <laughs> yeah no those car- guys weren't the brightest no and I'm sure that was by design. Right. And they weren't very likable in that short span that they, they were together. They were also the first of multiple people in this movie to be dragged away so hard that they dig like inch deep gouges yeah. into, into hardwood floors with their nails. I don't think human fingernails can do that. I yeah. think you can scratch away the finish a little bit. Right. But I don't think you can <laughs> like dig that deep. Dig deep in there. Without like, breaking off your nails. Yeah. yeah. 
No. Can we also talk about the blood in this movie? <laughs> a thousand percent. Oh that, that for some reason, they decided to use like red acrylic paint instead yes, of just whatever every other movie in history has used. Corn syrup. Corn syrup with red dye in it. Yes. Yeah. Corn syrup with red dye. It has been a handy go-to for a <laughs> long why? time. Because it looks like blood. Because it, it looks the look most like, like blood. Right. That literally looked like when I first saw it on the ground, they're like, oh, that looks like blood. I was like, mm. If I saw that, I'd be like, someone spilt <laughs> someone some red was paint. shooting a movie in here. <laughs> <laughs> they, they didn't have a special effects budget. <laughs> and like, I could almost understand it for the weird shot of like when he scrapes the pool table and the blood comes out of it. Because like, right. maybe the corn syrup's too thick to really like spurt, spurt out like that. But they used it for everything. Every, every single Anytime time. Blood, it was, yeah. This yeah. Blood, it looks like finger paint. Really fake looking. Re- like like no large puddle of blood is that bright red yeah yeah well and the people they see this blood on the floor and they're like oh and then they also see like what is clearly a detached human jaw on the floor and they're right just like, oh that must be a dog yeah it's got like, flat teeth you stupid son of a bitch I have of the course same it's not a dog thought. i was like are we kidding here you've like, seen a human's mouth before right, right. that's what this is like, and then they're just like bah, leave it there and just like walked away from it well and saw the the fingernail scratches clear yeah. as day with blood <laughs> in them cavalier about the evidence that you should not be in this house right well and everybody in the movie is like don't fuck with that house. And they're just like, ah, it'll be all right. We got a nightclub to open. Right. Well, although to say, as someone talking to someone who is super skeptical about the idea of any kind of ghostly paranormal activity stuff, I feel like if we moved into it, like as much as you made fun of whenever we watch ghost movies together about like, the husbands who never believe their wives and stuff like that. I feel like if we moved into like the house we have now and I was like, babe, no, for real, this place is haunted. I feel like for at least the first few weeks until you actually saw something happen to you yourself, you would just be laughing and being well, like, yeah. babe, no. If, if you said it and then like all of our neighbors said it and like my parents were like, hey, that house is, you know, if so, everyone in my life was saying the same thing. What you're saying is my word isn't good enough for you. Precisely. You son of a bitch. <laughs> How dare you? Do not drag my mother into this. <laughs> Shut up. I love your mother. She's a lovely woman. <laughs> She's a saint. <laughs> but yeah, and I, so the dog, what I think is up with the dog, slightly, I have an idea. It's definitely attached to Jimmy. Correct. And I, I remember, did he have the dog in like the flashback scenes back in I the don't day? Remi- I don't remember. I don't know where the dog, the dog came the from at all. Scenes, yeah. yeah. I don't know where it came from at all, to be honest. It just started to be around <laughs> later. Yeah. But I don't know. Like, it seemed like maybe it was supposed to be like possessed by Jimmy or something like that was his where his spirit was housed for the meantime but then yeah. you also would see like his ghostly apparition in the corner like when it was staring at his daughter and yeah yeah well and the anytime the dog eats his skeleton that's in the basement starts, starts growing to, like, more decompose yeah which was decompose icky yeah that was a weird the ugh, it was kind of gross looking but it's supposed to be, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like I, I did not and like at one point the dog is able to turn it into a human woman. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that was out of nowhere. Why have you not been doing that the That's whole time? That's what I was thinking. I was like, if you're able to shape shift why wouldn't you have used that tool more often? Yeah. Like, that seems like a pretty handy tool. And then, like, when it's, like, eating Maurice, it gets almost like this, like, this face that's, like, a morph between a pig and a dog at the same time. And then, it, but it, like, used Maurice's words and, like, spoke with his voice <laughs> and was like... He could talk a little bit, yeah. The, and it was, like, a puppet sometimes and sometimes yeah. a real dog. And, and then it came out and started, yeah, throwing up the maggots everywhere, which I still also don't understand i don't get that i don't understand how it made it rain from everywhere in right. the house i don't understand how i get that the house was supposed to somehow be connected to the land of the dead or whatever i don't understand how that connection was dependent upon jimmy because when they thought they had gotten rid of jimmy or whatever it or 
did. I don't really am not clear on that. So there was something, it had something to do with he got his blood on her dress. Right. And that, I think that was like that bound his spirit. And then the fact that the house was some kind of portal to hell, like that combined with the magic of the house and the blood on the dress. Okay. So the house was already supposed to be a portal. I guess. Like, and was it hell? Because later they called it the land of the dead, but it definitely seemed like hell. I mean, yeah, it was very hellish. (laughs) Right. That's what I was thinking. I kept calling them the gooey wall people until later they did. They went in and they, she was like... Oh, this is the land of the dead. (laughs) (laughs) And then, yeah, and then... They don't want to curse. (laughs) This is heck. This is heck. Well, they had hell written on one of the windows at one point. So I was like, okay. Just the rules around it were very confusing to me. Yeah, that was the one, like, big hang-up that I had, is that I never really understood why, of all people, like, when Jimmy gets murdered, that he can come back, and why is this dog, like, attached to his soul and able to reconstitute his body? Right. I didn't really get a good answer on any of that, but I was still along for the ride. Oh, yeah, totally. It had me, you know, I was engrossed. I enjoyed it. I, I It was a great ride, to be honest. <laughs> it was thrilling. <laughs> <laughs> Did you enjoy when... So when Snoop Dogg went around and was cutting everybody's heads off <laughs> and right. had their like severed talking heads, he had Eddie, the drug dealer guy, and Lupovich, the mm-hmm. the dirty cop, and Eddie called him Loopy Loop. Did you catch that? I thought Loopy because Loop. you always kind of say Snoop Loop that you would have loved the fact that he's like, come on, Loopy Loop. I did like that, but my favorite thing that that cop was called was... Um, they called him Corruptovich at one point. <laughs> and, so, like, and I had to write it down because I was like, I see you. That's funny. <laughs> They're like, oh, what's up with Corruptovich over there or whatever. <laughs> I was like, I love it. But I did like when he called him Loop de Loop. I also liked that when we saw Snoop Dogg looking at anything through his like ghostly visage or whatever, that it was purple. It was like a purple haze. He's on that perp. Like, I thought that was funny. I don't know why, but it it tickled me. I don't know why at the last, like, ten minutes of the movie, he has, like, a demon face. Okay, it I wrote down the exact same thing. demon face Which, for some reason. Speaking of David Borealis. Wait. No, Borealis. Borealis. <laughs> it's Aurora Borealis. <laughs> you know, something like that. Um... It reminded me of the vampire faces when the vampires would like get mad and have their vampire faces yeah, on from Buffy. Buffy. Yes. Yeah. That's what it made me think of when I saw that demon face. Well, and I think that this director did one of the Tales from the Crypt movies and oh. it had that kind of feel to it yeah. as well of yeah, just I I don't know why he changed. Right. Yeah, I don't either. I did not I did not understand that. Unless I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't get it. He changed when he got all mad. It warped him. So, I also didn't understand why Snoop Dogg was so mad at the main, like, five kids, or four kids, or whoever. You know, I guess five if you include the his daughter. But I get why he has vengeance against all the people that killed him. Right, but, but these, why does he go after didn't really these kids? really do anything except bring you back from the dead so you could get that vengeance. My thought... And one of them is clearly his daughter. Right. Well, I don't feel like he had anything bad towards her. Although, well, maybe not until... I don't know if he knew right away that she was his daughter. I'm really confused about the scene where she's laying in bed and thought that the guy got in bed with her and was and like getting ro- felt up and stuff. And then, yeah. And I was like, I hope that's not her dad. Ghostly, like, f- like that's Feeling creepy. Stu- yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, I really hope that's not what's happening here. But I never got uh, any more clarification it on it. <laughs> I mean, that was, that's what was happening. Uh, I mean, he was the only ghost in the movie. That right. That's what I kept like thinking, that. too. And I was just like, well. Unless it was one of the goopy wall people that somehow got out of the wall, but I don't yeah, know. No, I think it was Snoop. I I'm think just he might trying have known that to. Was his daughter. Yeah, I don't think he knew that was his daughter at first. I think he figured it out once he saw her standing there with Pam Greer. And I think that maybe he didn't like those kids once 
like it could be partially because of what they were doing to his house yeah like they were trying to take over his or his hotel or whatever whatever it was right is that like yeah the first thing he did say was like get the fuck out of here and yeah didn't so i guess yeah no he said go boy (laughs) that was a spot on impression right i mean i closed my eyes for just a second i would have thought that he did come in to be a guest star this week i was so hopeful (laughs) um yeah, I know. Did, did we tweet at him about this or no? I did. I did not no, get a no response. response. <laughs> Believe it or not, I did not get a response. <laughs> but yeah, no, I even wrote it down because I was confused at first. I was like, is he trying to chase them out of his house? Or is he like warning them of like, you have to get out because there's creepy goopy wall people and people get murdered here <laughs> there's definitely some goopy wall people in this movie but i wasn't sure at that point and then later i think it's because he was mad they were laying in his bed and you know it was like i'm sure in his time laying there for you know 20 something years that he just got angry <laughs> and he spent a lot of those years clearly coming up with his revenge lines for what he was going to say when he killed everybody. Oh, like, absolutely. Doggy dog, baby. Doggy dog. Oh my god, I love it. <laughs> that was in the clip that we pulled for to to preview it last week. I and, love yeah, it. Of course he said doggy dog. <laughs> which yes. in this universe isn't a joke because his name is not Snoop Dogg. I know! But it was still home. hilarious. It was still great. Yeah, no, um... Well, and then my other thought was that once he realized that those the two guys and the girl were the kids of the partner who had betrayed him, yeah, that's why he was after them. And I think Maurice he didn't like because Maurice took his jewelry off of his yeah, body, broke his finger, broke off his, his finger off. Why when Snoop Dogg reconstituted, did he have all of his fingers? Because that's the magic of the afterlife. Yeah. I guess if you can, yeah, remake the blood and organs and everything come back, you can build a you can build a ring right there. through a dog eating meat in a bowl somewhere else. Yeah. Why were they always just feeding this dog pounds of raw meat? That's what I kept thinking. Is I was that like, something people do they sell dog food everywhere, right? Right. I was like, I've never. I mean, I gave Red Baron my dog. I used to have one time gave him like deli meat because. We had been flying and got stuck in a layover in Salt Lake City and had nothing well, and else I mean, to feed if him. They, if they were in the wild, well, like, they'd be eating raw meat too. But it just seems like it's a weird choice. Weird. When and you can easily get dog food right. that doesn't cost. The first $6 time a pound. I was willing to look like overlook it. The second time I was like, by now y'all should have dog food to give him. Like it's been a day. <laughs> yeah. You can go to the store. There have been several, several comments about them living in the rich, fancy neighborhood now yeah. and their dad being very wealthy now. Got they can money. go. They can go get dog food. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, I guess that means they could afford the fancy just dog meat, but not dog meat. You know, <laughs> we fed our dog fresh dog meat. It was dog eat dog. <laughs> He said it right there for us. <laughs> he was laying out the plot right in front of our eyes. <laughs> and we just refused to listen. <laughs> I feel like my favorite part by far, like I got the most excited when he had the drug dealer guy who was wearing the hairnet all the time when he got his head and was walking around with it talking. talking I just shit to him. I don't know. That was hilarious to me. And then when he like cuts off the other guy's head and the blood gets on the first guy's head and he's like, oh, really? Like, come on. That made me laugh. <laughs> I don't know why. I just loved it. I like that, that Eddie, the drug dealer guy, kept trying to shoot him. Seeing clearly that it's having no effect, and then Snoop Dogg holds up a mirror. He's like, "I'm gonna shoot through that too," and it's like, "It's not working, buddy." Right? This isn't working out for you already. Your girlfriend, whose name was apparently Snowflake, or was it her nickname at least? Yeah. He called her Snowflake a lot. Yes. The first time I was like, "Oh, that's just a cute pet name," but then she's white and she loves cocaine. Maybe. Uh, definitely. You don't know. Bitch, her parents could have named her Snowflake. You don't know. Exactly. But at first I thought it was like a pet name for her or whatever. But when he, like, even when he was mad, he was like, Snowflake, I'm, you know. (laughs) One of my other favorite parts is Mm -hmm. at the very end when Pam Greer sets herself on fire. She goes up like 
the Fourth of July. Oh my from, God! Like, barely so touching fast. A to her dress. Yes, I kept thinking immediately engulfed I was in like, flames. How? Well, and so that's the thing that confused me too is that once she burned and then she like was burning Jimmy with her, that the whole like land of the dead was like it's. Cl- I guess it's because the whole house ended up burning. I think so, yeah, that they that, closed the portal. That does make more sense now that I think about it, yeah. Well, and it was the dress that, yeah, had the blood on it that was well, yeah, I know that held Jimmy, and I got that, but I wasn't positive about if this house was already some, like, sensitive connection to this other world, why would it collapse just because Jimmy's no longer there? But then the whole house did burn, so I guess that kind of makes sense. Did anything happen to the dog? Was he still around? I have no idea, and I also don't know what happened to his sister. Tara Reed? Yeah. She stayed at home to watch the mom. Oh, did she? Yeah, okay. There was one point where they left to go back to the house, and he's like, you stay here with mom. Keep her safe. Oh, okay. I do remember that now. Actually, Patrick, was that his name? I feel like that might have been his name. The main guy? Yeah. I don't think so. If we find out that that's what it is, I'm going to like <laughs> rub it in your face so bad. <laughs> oh, snap. It is Patrick, <laughs> Mr. I don't think so. Patrick P. <laughs> Patrick P. What a great name. Anyway, I suddenly remembered it. Now I forgot what we were saying. I hope it was worth it. It was, just to be able to prove myself right. That was worth it. All right. Yeah, I couldn't remember if she had gone to the house with them or not. I remembered the brother getting killed by the not Maurice, like when they saw him and he's walking and she's like, that's not Maurice. And I was like, why didn't you warn him louder? You're just just like whispering that. Yeah, he went off to explore and they were just like, that's not Maurice. And then just stood there and waited till they heard him screaming. I know. I was like, poor brother "Mm." Bill. Yeah, I felt bad for him. I mean, to be honest, I felt bad for Maurice too, but I knew from the beginning that he was going to be the one to die first. But (laughs) there were so many signs. He He was the funny. (laughs) He washes right out. The brother I felt bad about that he died. Yeah, he he didn't deserve it. All the other people that died deserved it at least a little bit. I mean, well, Pam Greer maybe not, but yeah, she didn't deserve it. All the people that had wronged Snoop Dogg and whatnot you know deserve to get killed but But she like she chose to to die with like i I had trouble with his motivations too because he was very mad at all of them but like his bodyguard guy and jeremiah and pamper literally had guns to their head right like and he was just like you should have gone down with me right "Mm." well like and i get being angrier at the partner guy because the partner guy definitely seemed less hesitant to stab him than the others and he did. Opened the door for all of it too. Right. He brought them in and kept trying to convince them like him and, you know, all that stuff. Like he definitely seemed skeezier with the whole thing. But yeah, like the bodyguard, I was like, he wouldn't even look down when he did it. He had a gun to his head. And fucking he wasn't Pam Greer, happy he about it. Grabbed her and pulled right. himself into her. And made her do it. Right. Yeah. That was that was which Odd I guess to me. he was never really trying to kill Pram Greer. It didn't seem like he. No, was I don't think he was with him. To I think that's what. Yeah, so together. they could be together in the gooey walls. <laughs> it was just weird. The gooey wall people. It's a romance for the ages, right? And so I feel like she made a choice of like the. I mean, I think mostly to save her daughter, but you know, I think she also was happy to be with him. But I think it was mostly to save her daughter. Well, and then I guess the daughter must be dead or something because she seemed like or. They got out. I don't know they how. Were, yeah, they got out, but then she puked maggots all over him. Like she true. was she, possessed. She's possessed now, I think, is what it is. She's but I don't dog. know. Can you come back from being possessed like that? We didn't see what happened to the dog, so we don't know. <laughs> we'll be waiting with bated breath for the sequel. <laughs> Now it is time for everybody's favorite segment, Best and Worst. First of all, everyone's favorite segment is obviously Sadie's Rabbit Hole. But yes, let's go to like Tell that to the, the hundreds third of favorite of that have reached out to me <laughs> to talk about how much this segment has changed oh, God. their lives. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Those commenta- commenters are just the same like director slash families of the director and actors and stuff at, that have been comment leaving the good reviews uh in the I don't comments think any of them are very happy with us so. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's true all right so bones has a 22 percent critic score on rotten tomatoes uh an audience score of 40 percent and on imdb it has a 4.1 out of 10 interestingly on amazon it has a 4.7 out of five 
Oh, snap. Right? People on Amazon love this movie. They really, really do. One such person, not from Amazon, but from Slant Magazine, is Ed Gonzalez, who wrote this somewhat troubling review. With the possible exception of the Hughes brothers' equally ghetto-fabulous From Hell, Ernest R. Dickinson's Bones outfunks all horror films currently on the market. Snoop Dogg's Jimmy Bones was a pimp daddy oft before his time, <laughs> shot and stabbed by fellow brothers looking to take the crack pipe to the bank. <laughs> it's bad already. It's so bad. Who is this person? A rundown crack house is about to be turned into a raver's paradise by a pair of DJ brothers whose father was responsible for Jimmy Bones' death. As the narrative slowly unravels, the living ghosts of the present are tragically implicated in a history of black-on-black violence. Jimmy- I just... I hate that. Like, just that phrase alone, I'm like, is a huge, like, dog whistle for me using the black-on-black crime thing. Do not interrupt me, though. I'm (laughs) (laughs) sorry. Go ahead. Jimmy's rabid dog servant feasts on human flesh, another Suspiria nod, and his master begins to slowly reawaken. The firm's social climbing grown-ups thought that they could leave the ghetto by shedding a brother's blood. When Jimmy is unleashed from his tomb, he unleashes his revenge with gangster funk. Dickerson knows his doggy dog, doggy dog, not dog eat dog, doggy dog world (laughs) is a catch-22 one, but Jimmy is more than willing to suggest suicide is preferable to killing a brother on one's way out of the pound. The film's groovy jams are slick cow licks on the past sweaty face, highlighting a scene where Jimmy's dog messenger uses the female form to cripple a sexed up brother. Jimmy, though, is tragic to a fault. He may want his hot mama, Pam Greer, and baby girl by his side, but his sense of family solidarity is blinding. Bones will no doubt fly over many heads, and Dickerson knows it. The film's decapitated heads aplenty finale is ludicrously overwrought, but who cares when a socially conscious horror flick gives death such a fabulous Mac Daddy face? Oh my god. <laughs> Just sounds like my dad reviewing like a rap album. Right. It definitely sounds like this Pimp Daddy, really. Some kind of groovy. boomer, probably white. You said his picture looked very when you saw his picture yeah, when his you looked at the Gonzalez, review. But he He's definitely passing, and it's nowhere near black. Right. (laughs) I also pulled a couple little shorter ones from Amazon that I thought were kind of funny with people that gave it five stars, like George L. Bradley, who says, Rap superstar Snoop Dogg stars in this horror comedy as a vampire. Good movie. (laughs) Recommend. Five stars. What on earth? (laughs) Other than the part at the end where he had that weird demon face and he looked like a vampire from Buffy. There was nothing to suggest. He wanted to stroke next, not bite next. (laughs) Right. Um, Sarah from Amazon says, The movie might be old, but it's a great movie. Bones is an OG that died, and his friends killed him. His soul went into a dog and killed people that went into his house. He never wanted to leave. He's hood. I love the DVD, and I watched it when I was young. You have to get this DVD. Five stars. Well, and I will say that... The fact that Amazon has it so highly re- like reviewed compared to the others makes sense to me because I, in my rabbit hole with trivia and everything, I had read that this had been panned by critics pretty universally, but it became like a cult classic. This is a movie for the people. That it's like... It's not for the hoity-toity up there at You know, it didn't do like Esquire. a great box office or anything and everyone thought of it as pretty much a failure but that it's become like a cult classic and that there's a lot of people who really love it yeah. i mean i love it to be honest i it do and we have one more short little oh sorry review, uh, from shanda on amazon who said i bought this movie as a gift to my sister and her fiance they graciously opened their home to me on vacation so as a surprise i sent them the movie five stars that's just a random thing to be like, you were so nice to me. Right? Here's bones. <laughs> All right. So this week, I've got the bad. Steve Newton from the Georgia Strait says, Lately, it seems as though a deluge of gory uh, made in BC. What? British Columbia. Oh, okay. I was like, <laughs> before Christ. <laughs> They didn't even have movies back then. This guy's an idiot. Well, I was like, I was thinking, I was like, what about the film speaks BC to you? 
<laughs> okay, sorry. Never mind. British Columbia. Horror. Start that one over. <laughs> no, I say keep it. Okay. So, yeah, BC Horror Flicks has been unleashed upon the movie-going public. First to drench local screens with blood and gore was 13 Ghosts. I remember that one. The noisy and nauseating haunted house flick that's about as intriguing as a 90-minute Rob Zombie video. Then came the low-budget shot in Victoria slasher flick Ripper Letter from Hell, which, although overly sadistic in its drawn-out murders, actually turned out to be better than similar Hollywood fare, such as Urban Legend, I Still Know What You Did Last Summer, and Scream 3. Unfortunately, Ripper lasted all of one week in local theaters. Now, up for perusal is Bones, which stars rapper Snoop Dogg as franchise-ready character Jimmy Bones, a benevolent patron of an urban neighborhood who is murdered in the 70s and returns to re- ghostly vengeance on his betrayers in the present. It was filmed in Vancouver two years ago and shelved until now. And boy, is it a mess. For starters, Dog can't act. Dog can sneer. Um, He's practiced that for years in his role as a gangsta rapper. Yes, it says gangsta rapper. Not that he's required to do much in Bones. When Dog isn't getting shot and stabbed repeatedly, or once resurrected slashing throats with great aplomb, he just strolls around in a pimp outfit that he's, like he's God's gift to whatever. Ice Cube and Ice-T are rappers who can also act. Not this guy. That's just funny, because those are the exact two examples you used (laughs) in the thing. Then again, the bogus script doesn't leave anyone in the cast, including the usually impressive Pam Greer, much of a much chance of a seller performance. It tries its damn damnedest to parlay an air of urban hipness and street cred. Know what I'm saying? But ends up burdening its young leads with hokey lines like, I can't keep this joint lit and that's drug abuse. Hold up. I loved that line. I, I thought not. that was hilarious. That was corny. I, well, you know me. I laughed hysterically. I thought that was very fun. I liked most of Maurice's lines, to be fair. I thought he was hilarious. Uh, director Ernest Dickerson, an award-winning cinematographer for Spike Lee, who did a commendable jo- job helming horror with 1994's Demon Knight, deals with Bones's script-related shortcomings by turning it into a multicolored psychedelic wank-off reminiscent of The Cell. The voluptuous Bianca Lawson from Buffy the Vampire Slayer is shown rolling in her underwear in a sea of blood for no apparent reason. Bright red goo flows freely from the pipes in Jimmy Bones' decrepit old crib, but the dim-witted DJs who want to turn the dump into a fashionable dance club aren't phased. It takes a huge shower of maggots falling into drinks and onto pizza slices and unwittingly consumed to clear the place out. Discriminating moviegoers will surely feel the need to vacate the premises long before that stomach churning scene unfolds and that's it i think he sounds like a wank so (laughs) (laughs) he sounds whiter than the first guy (laughs) yeah um i mean he sounds british british as well but yeah does he calling him a wank off oh okay. that's a very british term and i feel like there was another term he used that sounded british but i don't remember what it was now wank off was the one who did spell theaters r-e-s Okay. So that's a clue. That's not a British thing. That is a anyone who really knows about theater. Although theater R E S should not have been used for movie theaters. A little trivia for you, a little facts. Theater E R refers to like the building, like theater building. Theater R E is used to refer to theater the craft. as in the craft and the like philosophy and stuff like that. All right. Now you know. Got any more trivia for us? I do. Is it well, that then time? You know what it's time for? Sadie's rabbit hole. Woohoo! <laughs> okay, so I've got a good bit of interesting tidbits that go here, there, and everywhere. So the movie was made to, or I don't know that it was made with the sole purpose of this, but it was the way it was crafted and directed and staged and everything. Um, was a lot of it was. M- to pay homage to the 70s, I'm going to say this totally weird because I'm a weirdo with pronouncing things like this, blaxploitation. Mm-hmm. 
it's hard to, for me to say the, that word. I don't know why. Black exploitation. Um, it's the PL that gets me after the X. <laughs> um, Black exploitation films that like Pam Greer got her yeah big sweet, claim sweet to fame from those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the first thing <laughs> that it's <laughs> calls to that in multiple ways throughout the movie. This was also the first time that Snoop Dogg and Pam Greer collaborated on a film. However, they've been working together on music videos since 1993, or have been at that point, or whatever. I don't know if they still are, but yeah. Uh, even though Snoop Dogg and Pam Greer were supposed to be the same age in the 70s She's flashbacks. She's 20 years older than he is. God, you're good. 22 years yeah. older than him. She is 22 years older than yeah, him. She was famous in the 70s. Right, so. exactly. Yeah, and so... But the, like I said, they do such a great job with aging her, Lynn like making her look a good job too. Younger, she right? Just, even at that age, did not look super old. No, she really didn't. So then I have some not necess- not really film related, but um, interesting little tidbits about different cast members. Okay. So Snoop Dogg once said in an interview, which one was he? Har har har. <laughs> um, Jimmy Bones once said in an interview that the only person to ever outsmoke him was Willie Nelson. I have heard that. Yes. Yes. That that I guess they they were hanging out together and smoking, and um, it was the first time where Snoop finally had to like stop and take a break because we're on first name basis. I can call him Snoop. <laughs> That's the first name. That um, I call him Calvin because we've been close friends since childhood. <laughs> that they had to, he had to stop, but Willie kept going after him for, I guess, a while. Um, also, Snoop is reported as having an IQ of 147. And if you don't know, I actually had to look it up because I'm like, I don't really, I know low is supposed to be, you know, less intelligent and higher, but I don't know what like average is. I think median is 100. It is. Yes. That's um and that high is anything is considered anything over 130 is as having a high IQ. But yeah. A uh, high IQ. Uh. Ah, that's why he is so high with his IQ. Okay. So, I especially loved this thing and this fact and I feel like you'll love it too. One of uh Snoop's cars, he calls Snoop DeVille. And one of his barbecues is Snoop de Grill. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? <laughs> that might be the best thing I've heard all I love it so much. I kind of want to name our grill Snoop de Grill now. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really like roundabout, like people are like, why? <laughs> Don't even worry about it. Because that's what Snoop Dogg calls his grill, obviously. And they will totally think I'm making that up. Like, that's what makes it even better. I love it so much. So now with Pam Greer, she was the first black woman to appear on the cover of Ms. Magazine, which was in August of 1975. So woohoo, that's pretty awesome. Pam was nominated for a Golden Globe and an NAACP Image Award for her performance as the title role in Jackie Brown in 1997, which actually I haven't seen, and I've heard oh, really? it's supposed to be amazing. It's very good. It's not not my favorite Tarantino movie, but yeah. like, he hasn't made any that I hate, so right. it's, it's still good, yeah. Well, apparently she auditioned for and got very close to getting uh, Rosanna Arquette's role in um, Pulp Fiction, but she was very close to getting it two was, different roles. It had to have been Pulp Fiction because that's what I was no thinking. Women in Reservoir Dogs, and those were the only movies he did before Jackie Brown, I think. Yeah, I don't know. Almost that role, and then when she didn't get that, she was one of the top considered considered for another role, and she ended up not getting that one either. Um, but Quentin Tarantino liked her so much and wanted to work with her that he gave her the title role of Jackie Brown and then I guess changed part of that story so that it like paid more homage to like her history and like former career and everything. Okay, so now our last cast member with some fun factoids, Bianca Lawson, who played Cynthia. She does not age. This woman does not age. She has... I mean, she has been playing a teenager or very young adult, like 
2021 since 1993 when she was 14 and uh, was a main character on Saved by the Bell, The New Class. Um, so she was actually a teenager then. Um, her most recent teen role, however, was in Pretty Little Liars from 2010 to 2012. She played a 16-year-old and she was in her early 30s. And she, this the craziest part is she looked 16. I remember I was watching the show and I was like, God, that girl's familiar. I know her from something. And I look back because she's been in a ton of stuff playing a teenager. Like she is basically built a career out of playing a teenager only in the last like five years or so has she started playing adult roles and she's she just turned like this year she's 41 like it's bananas but she even now as she's starting to play adult roles she still looks like a young she adult. could definitely be playing someone College roles and stuff yes now. exactly in fact one of her recent roles was she played a witch in witches of east end and her character had made a pact with a warlock or sorcerer or something to never age and so it was like oh there's some typecasting because Heart yeah imitating life exactly because she is definitely not aged like a day in the you know 20 somethings year career <laughs> like it's just bananas and i thought personally i thought i was the only one who noticed that and then when i was looking at trivia and stuff i looked up and there were like three or four different articles written in the past like five years where it's just like different people kept writing of like bianca lawson has made a career like for the past 17 years of playing a teenager bianca lawson has played a teenager for 20 years now and stuff like that her and paul rudd visited the same demon right for real though for real it's bananas when i was watching this movie i was like oh there she is a teenager again and she was she would have been in her early 20s then like 22 23 so i mean not too far off um i don't know if she was supposed to be a teenager or in like a very young adult but um in this movie mm -hmm. i think they were supposed to be yeah early 20s probably yeah i was thinking like old enough to own a business yeah, I'd been thinking like 19, 20, 21, you know, like, because yeah. she doesn't necessarily have to be the exact same age as them, but like, you know, because she was still like living. Well, I guess she's supposed to be 20 because she, her mom got pregnant when Jimmy died and he died. Oh, years yeah, ago. that makes sense. Okay. Durr. I don't listen. And so that's actually fitting. She was 20 and because she was, you know, like 22 at the time or whatever. She was born in 1979. It's bananas. But, you know, way to go, Bianca Lawson. Like, for real. <laughs> I'm very impressed. Skincare routine on lock. Like, for, yeah. I mean, geez. If she could bottle and sell whatever it is that just makes her so beautiful and young looking all the time. Oh, she'd be a gazillionaire. Turns out it's heroin. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> it ravages everybody else, but just keeps her looking young. Is that the end of the rabbit hole? Yeah, I'm sorry. It. Is that too short? No. Are you okay? I just didn't want to move on if you weren't ready. Yes, I'm. I'm. I'm done now. Forever. Forever. That no. Please. I. I love the. I was doing a rabbit hole this morning on uh my own rabbit hole on Roots because I'm watching the just started watching the 2016 remake and so I started going into a rabbit hole about the book and the 70s one and yeah. It's what I do. <laughs> I love it. That's why we have this segment. The 70s one had a happier ending because that guy went on to work on the Starship Enterprise. Um, he lived for as hundreds of well years. As well uh, as... Teaching children to read. Yes. I was going to say, let's not forget the reading rainbow, please. <laughs> All right. So, uh, I believe it is time to give this movie a rating. I think so. And so, what... Are, are we going to use as our unit? I think it should be gooey wall people. Gooey wall people? I had either talking severed heads or oh, yeah, that's maggot puking dogs. The talking severed heads. That's cool. That, that's, that, that was very unique to this movie. I did not see that coming. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's what kind of movie we're in now? It reminded me like Santa Clarita Diet, if anyone's ever watched that. Um, they have a similar gimmick, but that's because... The talking head is like 
part zombie or whatever. Still and so, alive, yeah. yeah. Um, and so that's why, you know, you have to kill the brain. So if you ever meet a zombie, that's what you're supposed to do. In case you've never seen or heard anything about zombies before. <laughs> Which seems to be common in zombie movie things. But yeah, that's the only other thing I've ever seen that in. Um, so it was pretty creative and definitely hilarious. So Talking Severed Heads will be our unit? Well, no, because Talking Severed Heads is a good thing. Oh, true. True. What was yours then? Gooey wall people. Okay. I like that. Because they were really creepy. They were super gross. One of them looked like John Goodman. Oh, really? I didn't <laughs> notice that. It was only it was like a flash for a couple of seconds, but I was yeah. like, John Goodman, the hell? <laughs> yeah. What did you give this? Uh, I gave it a 1.5. Oh, okay. Out of five. Uh, and for those that aren't familiar with our rating system, the lower ratings are better. It's like a golf score. You want, you want to be lower. Um, but yeah, I, I, it was very not bad. I enjoyed it. Didn't take itself very seriously. Um, there were things that like I would have fixed or I thought could have been better, but overall, like very enjoyable. If you haven't watched it, I would a hundred percent recommend it. So yeah, one and a half, pretty close. I went the opposite direction in saying that this is my first five where it is one of those that we, yes, five is supposed to be the worst, but five is like the so bad it's good that this was had just the right amount of like camp, but also good elements mixed in that it's like, I wouldn't say it's a regular like great movie that they had just all the great elements to mix it together to be like, this is bad technically in a lot of ways, but it just magically all comes together perfectly to yeah. really work it did it did not lose my interest for a minute no i feel like i got more and more into it as it went on it was not like a lot of the movies we watch for this where the whole time i'm just like oh my god is this still happening what is going on and they feel like they last for three hours no this was dare i say it a classic to be loved and cherished i i love it i loved it if, if anyone ever lets us stay with them on vacation, we'll get them a copy of this on DVD <laughs> as a thank you. Yes, exactly. All right. So what about alternate titles? Do you have an alternate title? Yes. Do you want me to go first? Or no, because I feel like it makes mine stick out as even worse okay. when I go after you. So I think I want to go first. I just always get nervous about what your reaction is going to okay. be. Well, let's lay it on me. Bone doggy dog. <laughs> par for the course all right hey, i think it's funny <laughs> he had dropped the doggy dog part of his name at that point and was just had he already dropped doggy dog yeah it says snoop dog on the poster oh yeah i well but bone dog doesn't sound as good as bone doggy dog i'm sorry i no bone doggy dog all right i love it love it with all my heart you're such a liar okay what is your your brilliant title that you're going to bless us with mine was um all dogs go to hell but dogs with two g's <laughs> i really want to hate that because just for the principle of it but all right that's kind of clever right. <laughs> But I also don't like to think of dogs being in hell. <laughs> I don't like to think of any animal as being in hell, except for maybe birds. But like, except for all birds. And cockroaches. <laughs> hell is just a, a <laughs> seascape of birds and cockroaches. Birds and cockroaches. <laughs> <laughs> and people who like them. No, that's not fair. I, I know lots of lovely people who like birds. They're just mistaken <laughs> at how horrifying they actually are. They're wrong, but they're good people. I mean, they'll find out when the bird eventually turns on them and pecks their eyes out. As we, who are afraid of birds, all know eventually happens. So I guess that about wraps up our bones. Adventure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and still, every time you say it, I just automatically think of the TV show. Yeah, it, is, it is not that. No. Both are good for vastly different reasons. Yes, very, very different reasons. One is good because of David Boreanaz. <laughs> and because of the will they or won't they chemistry that they have. I mean, I'm not going to lie. That is adorable. It's like moonlighting, but with murder. <laughs> All right, so next week... We will be watching The Curse 
of the nun the nun say 2019 film that can be found on amazon prime uh the synopsis is while moving out of her house anna winter encounters the spirit of a deranged nun who wants her to stay in the house so badly she's prepared to kill her to make sure she does and that is not Anna Winter, like uh, the editor of, famously the editor of Vogue, who they based uh, the devil character of The Devil Wears Prada in um, that movie on. Yeah. Um, the Devil Wears a Nun Outfit. I, don't, I can't remember what they call the things that nuns wear, but. A habit. Is it? I don't know if the habit is just the hat part or if the whole thing is called a habit, but I know one of them is called a habit. Now, what's a hobbit? A hobbit (laughs) is a very short creature with very large hairy feet that eats breakfast and second breakfast and potatoes and potatoes. And what's the thing that frogs say? Ribbit. Okay. Now (laughs) we're straight. (laughs) Fuzzy creature that hops is a rabbit. Okay. Well, everybody knows that, dummy. (laughs) I'm going (laughs) to. Now we're good. So, uh, yeah, let's take a listen to a clip from The Curse of the Nun. Okay, just just keep pressure on it, okay? Okay. Or do that, okay? Oh, God. Just just hold that there. Keep pressure on it, okay? Keep pressure on it. Yes, you are! Just keep holding it down! Hey, Anna! Hey, 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 keep talking to me! Keep talking to me! I've been through a lot of shit, but Killer Nun is not how I expected to go. You're not gonna go. You're gonna make it through this. I'm sorry. You didn't get your proof. We're walking proof! All right, so there you go. The Curse of the Nun is uh, once again available on Amazon Prime, and I just checked, and somebody has taken the liberty of uploading the full movie on YouTube as well. So if you don't have Amazon, you can also watch it there. Woohoo! <laughs> Thank you, piracy. <laughs> Yay for free not, movies! Not that we advocate anything illegal, but it's there. Well, so take advantage I'm if you want kidding. to. <laughs> I'm just kidding. And uh, yeah, that's going to do it for us this week. Uh, join us next week when we're watching The Curse of the Nun. Until then, stay So long, safe, good luck. Stay, <laughs> stay masked. Uh, stay yes, woke. For, lo- for the love of God, stay masked. And yes, stay woke. Yeah. For sure. Batman <laughs> wears a mask. You can wear a mask. His does not I mean, cover his doesn't the, cover the right his part. everything except <laughs> what it should. I was just going to say. <laughs> his is covering the wrong it's part. infinitely more uncomfortable than the mask that you're being asked to wear. If so just Bane wear can wear a mask, then you can Everyone's wear a mask. <laughs> I don't like to help spread disease. I didn't mean him as a hero. I mean, he's very evil and self-centered, but he still will wear a mask. So <laughs> The people of Gotham need to be safe. <laughs> That is what it sounded like. <laughs> it was so unfitting. I love that movie, and I love Tom Hardy, but that voice it was, a was weird Sean ridiculous. That he was doing. Yes, yes. Batman. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> enough of that. Uh, join us next week to watch a crazy movie about a nun. That's right. We were ending this episode, weren't yeah. we? <laughs> Have a good week. <laughs>